Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Murdercast. I'm your host Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 236. And this is the last podcast of the year. We are recording literally five, ten minutes after the Juventus-Roma game, which ended the latest match day action and ended this Serie A action for 2023. With me tonight, I have Joey. How are you, Joey? Uh, feeling Juve'd. <laughs> that's how I feel. The same uh, death taxes and Roma losing 1 0 to Juventus at the Allianz Stadium in December. This brings, it's a guarantee. Memories. Yeah, it brings back some memories. We didn't get spanked 4 0, 3 0, 4 1. I think there was another 3 or 4 0 in the, in the past. Um, but yeah, um, should we dive into it? This will be a shorter pod. And. Um, before I get in, happy holidays and happy new year. Um, as we are recording on the 30th and tomorrow is new year, new year's eve. And then uh, Monday is new, uh, new year's day. Jesus Christ, it's all rolling into one. And then we're all pro- potentially back at work next Tuesday. Yay. Um, yeah, we got Juve, to be honest, Joey, didn't we? It took a, an early second half goal from Adrian Rabio, but I thought it looked offside. It was quite close, but no. Um, Chiesa had a goal disallowed. Cristante hit the post. Chesney made two saves, I think it was, from uh, Dybala. And Asmund had, yeah. Asmund had a right near the end. Roma had much of the territory in the second half. Just couldn't break that break down that resilient Juve wall, which has been the strongest strongest part of the first half of the twenty three twenty four season. Yeah, it's uh, it's not only against Roma. Um, Juventus has done this against every team that they've played so far. The only I would say slip up they've had is that loss against Asolo, where they lost four two. So other than that, they've kept teams at bay. They've had, I think even the commentators said they have something like 20 clean sheets or 18. Is that uh, in a year? Yeah, in a year, something like that. So they've had like a um, miraculous run um, defensively, really. Juventus, they've done it all season. I think they have the best defense in Serie A or close to the, with Inter. So I knew it was going to be hard for Roma to break them down. One lapse on defense with course with Christensen the the bad touch uh led to the uh the flick by Vlaovic and the goal by uh Rabio and uh, I mean that was that was all she wrote right um I I think Patricia on that goal could have done better I think he should have been more aware that Endika was kind of covering his far side he should have done better to cover that near post um Endika wonderful goal line clearance in the first half he mm-hmm. he had a really good game I was really happy with him. Um, Roma having more of the ball, I think that's just because that's how Juventus play as well. So it's not Roma, you know, putting uh, putting the gas, you know, putting the pedal, uh, pressing their foot down on the gas pedal. It's more that Juventus want other teams to have the ball. They're comfortable without it. So um, I, I thought Dybala did okay. I mean, I think it was the strategy to have him play more 
around the edge of the 18 rather than in the box with Lukaku and he helped build. I thought he did as much as he could. Uh, I really only seen anything really from him. Lukaku, I mean, if he doesn't get the service, uh, he's not, he's not going to, I mean, he's not going to score. That's Lukaku's game is getting the ball in the box and against a guy like Bremer, it's very difficult. So uh, Juventus played him extremely well. I thought Llorente struggled uh, oh, against big these time. bigger, yeah, against these bigger strikers. This is where Llorente, um, you know, he he doesn't he doesn't do as well against Inter was a different story. I know Taram is pretty big, but he's more uh, technical and finesse rather than using strength. So he did very well in that game. So a guy, you know, I'm more worried when Llorente has to cover a guy like. Uh, let's say like Vlaovic, uh, then a guy like even Latour Martinez, who's leading, you know, the Serie A on goals because he's not as big, not as physical, Urente can handle it. This game was screaming for someone like Chris Smalling to be involved. Um, we could have maybe gotten out there with a clean sheet, who knows? And on set pieces, were, this is where we're lacking. Chris Smalling was, has uh, been a huge miss for us. So... I mean, we gave up that momentary lapse of concentration. I mean, some of the players didn't really stand out. The wingbacks, again, uh, Scott, you know, I'll take every opportunity to dig at Christensen again. And I don't know, it just, there's just, it's just so limiting to see him. Plus, you know, he was partly at fault for the goal. And then the rest is, you know, the rest is history for the game. We We couldn't break them down. We played some hopeless balls and that was in. We got Juve 1-0. Well, we said it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And we said it last week. It was, um, I think both of us knew it was going to happen. It was just if or when. Because every time Roma got the ball, you just see how compact Juve were. They had the back five, which was a back five in defence. They had the three in midfield, which was uh, McKenney, Rabio, and Locatelli, and then the front two which dropped deeper and deeper and deeper and just they just they nullified Roma in in, in attack didn't they I, I I wanted to use the word suffocate and like they squeezed the life out of Roma and just every time they tried to play a ball into Lukaku like play it to his feet don't whip in aimless balls in there's one or two good crosses from Christensen in the first half and no one gambled so was a couple like, oh. from Dybala too, the back post. Yeah. Back post. Yeah. No one gambled. But I didn't mind the substitutions because it sort of worked last week. Oh, I t- technically it did work last week because Roma won 2-0 against a, a struggling Napoli side. But you, you're playing against a team who've got one goal this season in Serie A, and that's that Scudetto. They've got no European football, no distractions. They've got the Coppa Italia to look forward to. They're playing Salonatana. But Juve are playing once a week, and they're just they're grinding it out the Allegri way. They just want to win. They want to win, and they've got that winning mentality, and they've got the players to do it. Like Gatti was outstanding. Bremer had Lukaku in his back pocket. Danilo was just mopping up everything that Roma tried to play through and then behind. The wingbacks did pretty yeah, English. The wingbacks played pretty well. McKenney played well. He's having a a fun last six months in Italy after his loan spell in um, at Leeds. Um, we did talk about McKenney on WhatsApp, didn't we, Joey? And his, uh, his, his Italian, which he's done pretty well. And his uh, interesting choices of pasta. 
Yeah, with, with chicken on it. <laughs> chicken, pomodoro, pesto, but yeah. <laughs> Which I understand why people don't like. I could see why uh, he doesn't mind it. I don't, chicken and pasta is fine with me. I have it sometimes. It's protein, protein and carbs, but we could probably talk that a bit afterwards. But they just, Roman just struggled every time, like, they try to slow the tempo down, or you, you just try and quicken it up a little bit and try and get the wing backs higher and higher at the pitch. But they just struggled, and the, they tried to do stuff in the final third, like like I said, whip aimless balls in to Lukaku. And what's Lukaku's strength, Joey? With the ball at his feet, and he's good at just scoring on uh, like opportunities and chances. He didn't have any of that. No, rolling defenders. You ro- you and get rolling defenders, yeah. yeah but rolling the ball, defenders. Exactly, in the, and you said it best. The ball needs to be played to his feet rather than in the air. He's still good in the air, but it's mm-hmm. better when the ball is played into his feet. And we just seem to not be able to do it game in, game out. Like, keep doing it over and over. It's going to work a few times. We don't seem to do it. That and... I'll come back to Scott, the positioning of Dybala. I didn't mind it, but sometimes I would have liked him being closer to goal because he's the only one that created literally anything. So it was hard. And yeah, this is this is what we see when we play a tough defense. We we can seem to break it down and score a goal against them, especially away. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Roma of what? They drew last season at the Allianz Stadium, didn't they? Uh, Tammy Abraham scored. They won uh, during the COVID season when Zaniolo, after his first knee injury, just danced through everyone. But the wins and points, and oh, I nearly said goals, have come few and far between. Um, it was. Do you just find the performance was frustrating? Because I don't think they played that badly. It's just they didn't really test Chesney a lot, did they? No, you can say, Scott, they didn't play badly, but this is how Juve plays against everybody. Yeah. So you always have the ball. When you are giving fits to their defense, that's where I'll say, okay, you you did better today. I don't think they played bad, but especially in the second half, I don't think they necessarily played well. If you played like this against a team like Inter, AC Milan, Lazio, Lazio, exactly. You always had the ball. You're always attacking. Then I said, okay, you played a good game. I don't know what the result would be. But when you play like this against Juventus, they want you they want you to have the ball. That, that's the difference. So I think they played maybe okay at best. But again, we come out of there with not even a point, And we're now down five points of fourth spot, I believe, from Fiorentina. So it's it's a grueling part of our schedule which we need to somehow survive the only i mean the only positive thing you can take away from is uh although Paredes um Cristante and Mancini are in uh, diffidati what they say so they're one yellow away from getting suspended none of them got a card well Paredes got the card Paredes got votes. yeah right but so, great challenge on McKenney. Yeah. He says. <laughs> yeah. And so now they're all in, in Difidati for the next game against Atalanta, but at least Mancini and Cristante, you know, they will uh they will be there. So that's the positive I can take from it. But they, they gotta pick a point, Scott. I, I don't know. Where our goal is for fourth place and right now we're heading towards the we're almost at the midway, right? Atalanta's the last game that we played to to the midway round and we're five points behind fourth. So they certainly, I know it's a ruling part of the schedule, but they can't keep 
losing pace. If not, they're going to fall out of the race completely. And results sort of went their way today and yesterday. Napoli dropped points against Monza. Bologna uh, lost. Bologna lost at Udinese. I think at one point, as I saw, Udinese had 22% possession and were 3-0 up. Inject it into my veins. Um, <laughs> that is, that's the Udinese under Gotti from a couple of years ago when they used to, they used to just stifle teams and they did it to almost everyone. Um like Fiorentina beat Torino yesterday. I missed all the games yesterday because I was out watching. They had just that one chance. Yeah, was it one chance? Yeah, game, Scott. See, I'm not as worried about teams like I keep saying Fiorentina, Bologna, because I feel these teams will drop points mm. eventually. It's can Roma make them up? See, like look at Bologna today. They lost three zero to Udinese. See, I, I think they will drop points, especially away. But it's it's a matter of can Roma make up the ground and. Right now, I, I don't know. They're not. They're not. They're not really not showing enough to do it. Look, I know teams struggle very much against Juve, but when you are fighting for fourth, I, I think you need to find a way to come out of the result with at least a draw. Yeah, the disappointment was they just didn't test Chesney, and he just made two 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 saves. Cristante hit the post, and that's it. And just that, a lot of shots blocked, just wide. The two angle crosses from the baller to the back post, but no one gambled. Christensen with two crosses in the first half, and then just all that great first half play. Because I thought that I thought the first forty five minutes, Roma played one of the best they football did. away from home, where they just looked comfortable. Um, struggled a, a little bit in defence. Lorente against the physicality of Vlahovic. Vlahovic just ragdolled him all game. And it's one of Lorente's worst games I've seen for Roma. I think, it, as you said, he struggles against the physicality. He tries to bring that Spanish style of defending to Italy where he, you get caught out a little bit. Um, and then the second half, they just switched off. And then they go chasing. And they just... <sighs> The lacking of a cutting edge in the final third was just a bit frustrating. That's a perfect way to describe it, the lacking of a cutting edge. They don't have that creativity. They really, against these teams, you need uh, at least uh, some good opportunities, which I don't feel they created enough of. So, so Scott, what do you, what do you, how, how do you picture now Roma going forward? You've ended the year in ninth place, embarrassing. You have that's, the, yeah, that's the whole calendar year. That's the Not whole insane. calendar year. You yeah. end the you end um, the first out of the first fifty four points. You've only achieved twenty eight. What an embarrassing away record! Where do we go from here? This is this is the question. You're you're going to see in your mentions on X about somebody saying nuke the whole thing because you, you you meant yeah you, <laughs> you mentioned about the uh, them finishing ninth. I'm I'm I, I don't mean completely nuke it, but I'm headed towards that direction, I think they need to really, in the summer, they need to look at this and revamp it from yeah. from every every single angle possible. You need to look at this and say, oh, okay, we need, to, we need to find a direction that works for us and for the team to be successful. Because right now, even with the Bala Lukaku, it isn't working. Yes, you have them. Yes, they're great. They, I mean, you give Lukaku chances, he will score. You give the ball, the, the ball, the ball, they'll do well, but they're only two players. You, I think 
you need more than that, especially around them, to, to help you break sides like Juventus. So the question I ask for you, Scott, is where do we go from here? Well, in my mentions, I have a I have a mention saying just nuke the whole thing. I've just double-checked because I actually did put out Roma, tw- Roma in 2023 in Serie A, comma, punctuality. That is yeah, quite harrowing. Yeah, it is. It is, and that's for my boy Al, who, uh, who you know, he he suffers like Roma, like we do. So I, I've been following hey. with, with him, but all you all Roma fans do. So we we suffer as as Diego Simeone says and Antonio Conte says all the time when they both um, coach their teams, especially Simeone when uh, his Atleti won La Liga during COVID. We have to suffer, and we call it sufferable. But yeah. Um, I think some players will have to go in January. Yeah, it seems even like Spinazzola is headed out the door, right? With yeah. Sport reporting about interest from Saudi and from Galatasaray, and he hasn't even featured at all. So no. um, he looks to be on his way out. And, I mean, Renato Sanchez didn't even get a minute in today, so it no, looks that's more not, more. That's like not surprising. Gone. Yeah. Uh, Tiago Pinto said it's his pupil still. He's still backing him up. But he didn't really deny about them sending him back, so no. I feel like he's gone as well. Um, there's a part of me, and I'm sorry, Rosa, if you're listening. I'm really, really, really sorry. Um, I've just just to free up wages, I'll try and get rid of Chris Smalling. Also, nothing against him, uh, but it's just the injury. Um, are you just trying to free up some big wages? If you sell Spin at Zola and Smalling, that's what. Potentially over 150k a week off your wage bill, and yeah. you may get fees for both of them if they're nominal. Um, it's just trying to chew the fat off this trim, sorry, trim the fat off this squad and the deadwoods because I think January's got to be big, and you need to bring in probably two players because you're going to be losing to uh, losing a player to the African Cup of Nations in Evan and Dicker, so you might have to bring in a loan deal. And it's not going to be Leo Benucci from Unon Berlin, where um, I think it's been vetoed, which we talked about last week, where there was uh, rumours going around that he was, it was pretty much there looking into it. But I think Mr. Freakton, Freakin, sorry, Dan Freakin, um, vetoed the deal. Um which I'm, to be honest, I'm quite happy with. I think the Roma fans are quite happy with that, but I think there is some extra bodies needed to be brought in and some players need to be out the door. I Absolutely. don't know if you would, would, would agree with that. Yeah, 100% agree. I've, I start as of January. The, my only worry, Scott, is I, I've understand most of the settlement agreement. I really took the time to look at it. But there are things, I mean, I'm looking at it as a fan, right? There's some things I do not know. I just want to be sure that if Roma are able to part ways with a lot of these guys, uh, like we're mentioning Smalling, Spinazzola, Sanchez, besides bringing in that one defender they keep talking about, can they bring other players? Are they able to? That's the thing I don't know, but I hope they do because January is very tough. Because if you're giving away all these players... And you only bring one defender. Well, you're missing a midfielder um, to you know to replace Sanchez, and you're going to be missing a wing back. So I hope they can bring players to replace some of these people. And to be honest, Scott, I think we actually need two center backs, not one. I, I okay. Think, I think we need two. 
Kumbula for me, it's going to take him a while to get into games time. By the time he gets into game shape, you're talking, he still hasn't even seen the pitch yet. So you need a good month, month and a half, two months. You're looking, that looks to me like end of February, March. Uh, the season ends in the, the season ends in May, so I, late I, May, yeah. I, I I don't know how much time you really think you can get out of him. Like even if you get one defender, you have one defender literally for uh, depends how far um, Ivory Coast goes for Indica. You have one defender for uh, sorry three de- central defenders for six weeks, six weeks, and one of them Mancini uh, is one booking injured suspension. So, and also injured, yeah. Exactly. So. I I personally think you need two defenders, two center center backs, and of course, obviously the wing back is another thing. And I want someone with Sanchez's not Sanchez himself, someone that's not broken with his characteristics. But it doesn't seem like it happened. But yeah, I mean, since they're not contributing anyways, we we certainly need to get rid of these players. And I just hope we can we can get in um, some players in January to help us. Um, also, Mateus Vinha looks like he's going back to Brazil. Flamengo, um, yep. head and shoulders are probably one of the best clubs in Brazil and the richest. Um, I think there's 10 million euros, which is not a bad price. He didn't play for Sassuolo today at way at Milan. Um, he didn't feature. Um, who else am I thinking? Uh, who else could? Oh, Ola Solbach could be coming back to Roma. After his loan spell and Olympiacos could be terminated, what do you even do with him? We, we he can't even fit where we play. No, unless you play him as a central striker. Or Sky, you want to be a little ballsy uh, when Don't you're using like Al Shrari type, play him as a wing back. Yeah, he has, a, he has I mean, a physicality. He has the physicals. He's not. He's a big lad. He can handle himself. Yeah. Would prefer if he played through the center. Um, oh, absolutely. But Scott, I, I don't know. I just don't see him fitting here for Roma. But yeah, it's we we definitely need for us to improve. We definitely need wing backs. And uh, I know we pushed away a little bit from the game, Scott. But there's one thing I didn't mention. I still I'm still really shocked. We didn't maybe not Chelik. I understand he's more defensive. I don't know how we didn't see Karsdorp at all throughout this game. Yeah, in the last two games because he didn't feature against Napoli. Um, so it's strange, unless there's something going on behind the scenes with him potentially being out the door and the. I thought it was Chelic, but maybe I I know part of their game plan, Scott, which kind of worked a little bit, was they were switching the ball a lot to uh, Christensen, and he was winning. Uh, he was up against, I think it was Kostic most yeah. of the time. So he was winning the header because of the yeah. height advantage to height, get the yeah. second second ball. But when that stopped to work, I don't know. I w- I would have introduced Karzorp in that game and. Uh, again, it just shows how poor we are with the wing backs. That's why I always wish we were better in a four back because you don't need to rely on them as much. But ultimately, this is what we're we're left with. And I don't know. I hope uh, Pinto can perform a miracle in January because we certainly need uh, players to improve the quality of the team. Do you start building for the summer now? Ah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so because you you don't have you technically don't have the coach nor the the, the sport and the general manager under contract for the summer. So I I don't know what you you'd be building. It's you know a lot of what 
you know, a lot of what comes into Rome as for players comes through Pinto and Mourinho, mm. but neither of them are under contract in the summer. So this is where, to me, it's a bit of poor planning. I mean, I think we need to have a decision on if we're going forward with both one or neither, and then where are we building from here? Have somebody involved. I think um, there's going to be maybe a bigger role for uh, Lena uh, Solonku. I'm sorry if I butchered her last name. I think there's going to be more of a bigger role if Pinto does leave. So maybe discussing those sort of plans with her. But I don't think you can plan unless you you know what direction you're heading in. And right now, to me, neither Roma nor their fans know what path they're going to take. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Roma playing Cremonese next. How do you reckon they'll line up against um, the Serie B side on Wednesday? Honestly, Scott, don't play Bellotti, uh play youngsters. Scott, I'm telling you, I will not be upset if they bow out of the cup. I don't even want to play Lazio. I don't even want to entertain the idea of playing Lazio. I don't even want them to have to think of it. Because to me, thinking of Lazio means you're not thinking of Serie A match. Yeah. You want to beat them. I don't even want to entertain it. I will not be upset if Roma lose that game. I, I swear. I really... I, I, I don't think they will. I think Mourinho will try. But certainly guys like Cristante, Mancini, they have to rest. I don't know if Indica will still be here. Um, I know they start mid-January, but I don't know if he'll be here for one more game or he's gone. But seriously, I, I would start a bunch of youngsters. I, I would not risk starting Lukaku, Dybala. Um, Cristante looks fatigued. I would rest him. Mancini, obviously, he's hurting. I would rest him if you can. So I really would start a lot of youngsters. No, that's that's fair enough. I only ask because the game is, what, four days away. And then we've got the Epiphany games over the... Over the next weekend, where I think it's over three days, the Friday night game, which is Bologna Genoa, the the slate of Saturday fixtures, and Roma Atalanta to end the the next round of fixtures next weekend. That yeah, Atalanta and Milan is the gruesome schedule continues, and we're gonna need. Look, this is again coming up to Atalanta. This is gonna be a game, Scott. We're at home. I mm. expect us to win. So. I hope so, because I watched Atalanta earlier and they were very fortunate to get a result. And I watched the Milan game and they sort of regressed. I think a lot of teams are, are struggling at the end of the end of the year. Um, Lecce should have been out of sight near the end. They just missed so many chances, like guilt-edged chances. And Karnaseki looked a little bit iffy, but yeah, that's next week. Scalvini, I think, is injured. He didn't feature because I think he got injured in the warm-up and Paslic came in. But oh, the the two games I watched prior to the to the Roma game, Roma's next two fix, uh, next two opponents in Serie A, and they just look, look a little bit shaky. But they got the wins. Milan have got no defenders, and Tia Hernandez is excelling at centre back with um, Florenzi playing as left left back, but. No, that's our next two fixtures in Serie A. Um, before we finish, Joey, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, like, oh, well, actually, I'll just, uh, like you mentioned, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Atalanta and Milan are struggling, Scott, and I think Roma need to, I don't think Roma are struggling. I just think they are who they are. Um, so I feel like they should really take try to take advantage of their next two 
Serie A opponents. So hopefully we get a, a better showing than what we had today. Yeah, and I've just seen Roma's XG. I don't, even look. I don't want to look. You can tell me. <laughs> uh, it's below 0.5. Okay, we, I don't need we, to look. We'll leave it at that. 0.40. 0.40. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, no, no. We'll leave it at that. Um, we'll be back after the Coppa Italia game, or if not, we'll do something where we where we'll review both that game and the game against Atalanta. Uh, you can find us on themagicast.com. You can find our previous episodes on the website, and you can find us on all podcast platforms, so your Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc., etc. Thank you for the feedback on social media about the, the Mr. Joshua Zerzky article I wrote for uh, Breaking the Lines. Um, I am doing some Serie A stuff for, for, for Zach's website, and um, I, I asked when he was on uh, off off air and I sent him a nice DM and just thanks for the feedback on that. Great piece, by the way, Scott. I read it about Xerxes, an interesting prospect um, f- flourishing at Bologna. It was a great piece. Hopefully you could do one on Roma. I think it'd be uh, exciting if we get some young, exciting you know talent coming through the ranks. That might be something in to do uh, later on. Um, it's going to be a busy January because I'm doing overtime at work, so I've got to find the time <laughs> with all of this. But no, I, I, I've got not the writing bug, but just to get some stuff out. I used to do some writing in the past, and I just, I during COVID, just to get, just to find to do something and take my mind off stuff. But no, I, I actually enjoyed that doing that because i like to do the research on the piece because remember this is his second time in italy and he's, he's flourishing and he's playing for a good bologna side even though they did get beat today but there there is more stuff to come um but no joey thank you very much for joining and thank you for the feedback thank you scott uh i i'm certainly upset so i'm holding a little back but yeah it's it's a loss so Whatever we we move from this, that's that's all we can do. So thank you again for for discussing, uh, you know, this defeat uh, against Juventus. It's all right. The last two pods we've done on a Saturday, uh, it's like twenty past ten here in the UK, and I feel like I just want to go to bed now after watching three games of football and they've all been one nils. <laughs> I can't wait. I have dinner plans, Scott. And the first thing, you know, my friends are going to tell me. So what happened to Roma today? That's, uh, it's going to be something I, I truthfully, I cannot avoid. So they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, obviously make fun and troll me. And we're going to have to right. have a, sorry. It's all right. It's part of parcel being a football fan. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I can't avoid it. Then I kind of want to, cause I don't want to talk about Roma after these losses, but yeah. It's gonna it be a, it's gonna be a night of uh, answering these questions of why they couldn't score or what's going on with the team. Before I finish, chicken with pasta, yes or no? Come on, Scott, you're asking an Italian for chicken with pasta? No way, no way. If you actually watched McKinney, did you ever see McKinney's? Um, he did with the with Juventus. They did it on Amazon. Um, yes, yes, yeah. Where 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 he wanted some ranch on his? I think it was on his pizza. And yeah. Chiellini gave him the worst look I've ever seen. And he was so confused when Chiellini was still on the squad. But yeah, the, no, none of that ranch, none of that chicken. On, I like chicken. I like pasta. Together, uh, no, it's uh, o- only fish with pasta for me. So definitely not. 
I don't mind chicken. I've done grilled chicken because for my sins, I don't mind it. I don't put ketchup on it. Don't. I'm not. I'm not a masochist. There's only there's only some sort of dips you have for pizza. That's garlic. I am British. So I'm not <laughs> like I don't I'm not like I said I'm not a masochist but I do enjoy beans on toast because it's a light meal but no I don't mind chicken with pasta it's grilled it's cut up it's, it's fine I'm sorry if I, I will try people. it though Scott I would say I tend to say no because I've never had it but uh, I don't feel like I would enjoy it but I will try it once but s- s- something like that maybe but just don't don't ever ask about the you know the pineapple on pizza. That was my next question, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, Scott, the fact that this was brought up, did you know? Because you know, Naples is like the it's place the, for pizza. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest and most popular pizza places in Naples, the heart of pizza, actually added uh, pineapple with oh. uh, pineapple that... on their pizza as part of a pineapple. menu. No. Yeah, and people went ballistic. I saw an article. Chisquifo. Chisquifo. Yeah, exactly. I'll send it to you after. People were people were like, no, this can't be. This is like, this must be a joke. One of the most famous, I've never tried the restaurant. It's called Gino Sorbillo. Uh, look it up. It's it's like one of the most popular in Naples. And I've always wanted to try it. And apparently they added pineapple on pizza, which I'm incredibly shocked. It's like adding Starbucks in in, uh, in Italy. It's like, it's oh, something that should never be done. imagine that? Because uh, what I found out is uh, we are going off course. We, we, we've talked football. We would be ending the podcast in a minute. But uh, Italians don't really do takeaway coffee, do they? No, they do not. You sit there 30 seconds, you drink your shot of espresso, and then you're on your way. They don't, they don't do that. So even when they opened Starbucks in Milan, they were, <laughs> Italians weren't very happy about it. They, they, they were just as against us as Roma fans are with signing Bonucci. Oh, yeah. I yeah, because I've been twelve times, and it pro- it will be thirteen in April. But I've noticed that they don't do takeaway coffee, which is which is understandable. But over here in the UK, and because um, you have the Costa, you have Starbucks, you have so many coffee chains. But uh, and McDonald's, uh, actually, hands down, I think McDonald's coffees is the best out there, um, especially in the UK. But over you. Your side of the pond is what Tim Hortons. Uh, McDonald's is actually better than Tim Hortons. Yeah, uh, yeah. McDonald's is the best. Uh, but no, uh, we are going off a tangent. It's okay. <laughs> it's the holiday, Scott. We we got to yeah. talk something else besides always Roma because Roma. If I, it's depressing. You know, yeah, it definitely is. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, sometimes it is. When this pod comes out, give us your thoughts in the comment section if you actually do have chicken with pasta i will put that in the uh, in the in the comments when i post the pod out either tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon but now that pretty much wraps up 2023 for uh, for the magic cast thank you guys for the listens uh just thank you to everyone that's been on um just roll on 2024 and hopefully roma if it is with Mourinho going into season four or just hopefully for a better 2024 because ninth in Serie A and the Canada year table as I said of my tweet before we came onto the pod is quite harrowing um, both my sides have had rubbish 2023s let's just hope 
excuse me, just hope 2024 is um is better. Um, just one Champions League, Scott. That's all. <laughs> I don't care how. I don't care what way. I don't care if they have to pay refs. I I don't even care anymore. Uh, I just want Champions League. I won't actually. I got Champions League on Football Manager, and I've got to the quarterfinals. So. <laughs> okay, and so Homa should call you up for the next manager job uh, or something. And I've beaten Feyenoord and Benfica, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, now we could talk about it in twenty twenty four. I I want Champions League. I really want just win at all costs. That's my. But no, Jerry, thank you very much for joining me. We did say about half hour, and you've got plans to go out for dinner after this, but no, I won't keep you that long. But no, thank you guys for listening. Just roll on 2024 and just hope it gets better for Roma. Ciao. Ciao.